If you've got a passion for pumpkin, you've got to get to Dunkin' and pick these up. Our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam. And our delicious pumpkin spice signature latte. Rich espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. And our perfectly pumpkin donuts, munchkins treats, pumpkin muffins, and more. That's how we pumpkin at Dunkin'. Pick your pumpkin at Dunkin', like our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Pumpkin spice signature latte. And our perfectly pumpkin treats. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Well, how was your weekend, my friend? It was good. It was good. Kind of crazy. Got spring snowstorms kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop, but now it's all the snow's <laughs> already gone and we're ready to go. Yeah, I, spring I is saw finally that. here. <laughs> I was like, wow. We literally is 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 middle of the beginning of April, and we got m- more snow over the weekend than we got at any one time the entire winter. It was crazy. Joy, yes, I I, I can't it's, deny I got a bit of a kick out of it. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were in shorts and t-shirts, and mm-hmm. nice to be in Canada. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but um, I, I did break our I did break our rule though. We're not supposed to talk about weather at the beginning of the show anymore. Like that wasn't uh, that a rule we said about a year you ago? Did. You did, and you started. I'm sorry, it. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Forgive let's just jump me. right into it. Yes, well, we'll, we'll think about it. Um, so let's jump into this here. Uh, first is some great news. Our Google Plus community. Uh, the SEO 101 community is now over 7,000 members. Wow. Ooh, nice. That's amazing. That's pretty awesome. And it's not, it's quality members too. It's not some of these SEO boards that have 20,000 members. It's nothing but spammers. we got quality members in our community. So oh, good absolutely. job, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and, and really we, we have to put a huge thank you again out to Mark Taylor for, for managing it so well, and I know you wouldn't, you didn't even ask for it, but he's done such a great job that he's got it. <laughs> he's got it. Once again, we, I say this every time we talk about him. We got to get him on the show. We got to make every that episode. Happen. I think about that. I do. I do. Like God yeah. damn it, I keep forgetting. So, Mark, why don't you just tell us, Mark? When can you Mark come on and just us. let us know? Yes. Yeah. Shoot us. Shoot us a message. So today, as of now, there's seven thousand fourteen members. Excellent. Nice. Yes. There's a lot of spam that does get filtered out, but uh, that's always the case. Good old, we're, we're, we're doing a little manual Google on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll tell you what, the Google Plus community spam filters work pretty well. They really do. A lot of that stuff gets automatically removed and nobody ever sees it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. This is kind of different. I, I, I saw this in the uh, search engine land, and I got a, a kick out of it because, you know, we don't really think about other search engines very often, but Amazon's a pretty big one. And uh, for, uh, for e-commerce uh, companies uh, or businesses with e-commerce, if they're doing any sale, sales on Amazon, it's probably pretty interesting to, for them to know what factors 
um, are correlated with better rankings. So a company, I should note them here, pages loading, Ripen e-commerce did a study. And based on their study, the top five factors that correlate with a better ranking are best sellers rank. So uh, in other words, your sales rank. How many mm-hmm. items are sold or fulfilled by Amazon? Oh, what a shock. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, what's it called? Amazon Prime. I guess if you're, if you're being fulfilled by Amazon Prime or Prime eligible, I imagine that helps. I certainly now, you said, you said that I do buy more of those. You said how many items or is it just the fact that the item itself is sold or fulfilled by Amazon versus another vendor? I, it says items sold. So I guess you could look at it both ways, but to me that sounds like uh, um, the actual number of items sold or fulfilled okay. by Amazon, right? So um, sold slash fulfilled. Okay. All right. I, I'm leaning the other direction because I think an item itself is either going to be fulfilled by Amazon or not, right? So it's not like some of them – and I could be wrong. Oh, Are you're right. Are some of them fulfilled by I Amazon and some of them filled by somebody else? I get you. Yeah, no, I think you are right. Yeah, so items, let's just say items fulfilled by Amazon, like, uh, are actually sent and delivered by Amazon. I guess that uh, that makes a lot of sense, so, right? So, so, so here's here's the bug in that. Isn't Google being sued in Europe for giving themselves a competitive advantage in their search engine? Isn't that exactly what Amazon's doing there, right there? Yeah, yeah. They probably, I, I wonder if they do that, though, in Europe. Maybe they're more careful. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Is there an Amazon.co.uk? I imagine there is. I haven't even looked. <laughs> so, geez, we're really <laughs> behind on this search engine. Ah, I can't believe it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the next one, which I got a kick out of, is keywords in product title. Uh, there you go. Title tags always important. <laughs> no matter, no matter what how, search engine you're on. Yeah, I just wonder how how uh, how much spam's there. Anyway. Um, Oh, yeah, here we are, prime eligible products. So I guess what they said before, fulfilled by Amazon, doesn't necessarily mean prime. Prime would be that they had, from what I gather, prime, because I use it a lot, is when they have a lot in stock and they can immediately ship it um, or they have some immediate way of shipping it in, in, in within their prime timeline, which is, I believe, two business days, two to three business days. Um, and finally, discounts. Interesting. So I... Uh, just, so, so since Amazon builds the pages for all the products, basically to optimize to optimize for this, <laughs> you basically have to do it in your product feed, right? You're not going to be able to really have much impact on the best sellers ranking unless you have a really good product that sells all the time. If it's being sold by Amazon, you're not going to be there anyway because Amazon's selling it. Keywords in the product title, that's that's up to you. Um, prime eligible. I'm not sure how, like you said, I'm not sure how it determines whether if that's something you can control or not. And then discounts, of course, is something you can control as a as a merchant. So out of those top five factors, there's really only two of them that we know for sure you have any impact on. I would say that it's a uh, 99.9% that you can control whether or not it's prime eligible. I think it's a matter of whether or not you have enough, you have the shipping power to manage to, you know, convince Amazon that you can be prime eligible because it's their reputation, right? Right. But I, I bet you there's a lot of info on that for, for sellers. It's kind of interesting, actually, to think of uh, the fact that there's a search engine out there we don't know much about. It's kind of tempting to dig in, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's quite a few of them out there. We <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, have you were, have, have, yeah, okay, on our next show, we're going to dig into Etsy's search engine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then hows. And then, yeah, God. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's, there's niches for any SEO. There you go. Gotta love it. Yeah, very true. And, and notice here that when a product, this is quoting it, uh, when a product wasn't fulfilled by Amazon, there was a strong correlation with decreased visibility. Hmm. There you go. So they're definitely pushing their own stuff. What a shock. All right. So we're going to jump right into the Mueller files. <laughs> All right. That's a little gap there. For the amazing I haven't listened to see if he's been putting those in. Hopefully he's just not dead air for a couple of seconds. <laughs> that would be even funnier. Oh, dear. Okay, that's our high-budget show. So um, in this case, uh, John Mueller is talking about log files uh, and how they're – he says, quote-unquote, log files are so underrated, so much good information in them. This is a tweet he put out there, and, and, and I, can't, I can't agree with him enough. In the old days uh, – Log files were everything. I mean, uh, web trends. Oh my God, that was that was the way to oh, go yeah. back when <laughs> you didn't have the uh, uh, server side. Or yeah, what, what was the it? one that what was the one that Google, what was the one that Google bought and turned into Google Analytics? Because that used to be a log file analyst tool you can buy and load on your de- on your desktop. And yeah, that was, that was really great. That was Urchin. Was it Urchin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was a free one, but anyway, yeah, they they, they did they, they could remember that's why we had the urchin dot whatever it was code for the longest time uh, oh, that we had to embed on our pitch. But uh, I man, well, I've used so many log files tools. I mean, the one that uh, I remember probably with a mixed sense of disgust and 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 I kind of miss it too sometimes is click tracks. Did you ever use that? Oh yeah. I think I've used them. I think I've used every single one <laughs> at one point. Well, we we had the yeah, full click. server. We had like the full on click oh, track really? system, and we'd have to crunch all the data. So, listen, the listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, which is probably more often than not, because uh, we're kind of bad like that. But anyway, um, log files are created on your server when anyone accesses your website. Anything accesses your accesses your website and 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 connects with the server. Data is left records of that visit, that traffic, that activity is left. It creates this rather unwieldy file. I mean, I mean unwieldy. These get crazy big, gigs yeah. of gigs and gigs of space that you have to download or if, if in this case you on the server you have, you have the particular software, often, often Webalizer is given free on many servers, even nowadays, yeah. I think. It will analyze it and give you some information about the traffic. But nowadays, of course, people use Google Analytics in many cases, which is, a, a you know, you just have to add a bit of content to your page, a piece of code, and it tracks the traffic that way. There are, there are, used to be tons of arguments over which one's better, log files or uh, cookie-oriented code. But uh, I, I, f- I still think there's a, a perfect place for both. Yeah. And I think just, just to me, the big difference between the log file and a cookie-oriented trafficking was traffic tracking was with the cookie there's always that risk that if the page doesn't load completely and the cookie doesn't load you don't get the data with a log file as soon as that request is made to your server it's logged whether it's all sent if it doesn't matter if the person leaves halfway through when it loads or not it, there's it's a it's i hate to use this but it, the, the old argument was log files were more accurate 
with the cookie side, it was, you know, there was a lot more capabilities to, to pull different types of data than you could get from log files. So there's, there's positives and negatives for both, but um, the cookie, the cookie uh, technology seems to have won out. It's kind of like the beta versus VHS and VHS won, even though beta is better. Well, and in this case, um, no one wants to deal with log files. They're a nightmare. I, I've still got gigs of them yeah. keep, I've kept for particular clients, and well, it's just a nightmare. It wouldn't be as big a deal nowadays, right? Back when, when log files, back before the, the, the cookie revolution took over um, analytics, I mean, machines that could deal with gigabyte files were rare. I mean, to have a hard drive that even held a gigabyte was expensive <laughs> as hell, right? And let alone have the memory in your machine to actually process that was just, it was hard. Today's machines could tear through the log files a lot easier. That said, I'm sure log files are a lot bigger than they were back then because there's a lot more traffic to websites these days. So yeah. it'd be interesting. Well, and, and just to sort of uh, bring this all together, uh, Screaming Frog, our favorite uh, SEO tool for, for spider and websites, has brought out a log analyzer as of today. And uh, you can check that out by going to screamingfrog.co.uk forward slash log file analyzer. Well, just go to their site and you'll find it, log file analyzer. I won't bother spelling out the whole URL. But <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting and it's a real uh, spin back, you know. Um, in time, and, and, and I'm actually kind of excited about digging back into that again. Yes, you get too much information, but from an SEO's perspective, um, if you're really digging in, you can find out fascinating things. I really, I, I, I kind of miss it, and I'm looking forward to digging in again. Yeah, and, and there were two different kinds. There was the server kind of log file analyzer that was built into your server, and you kind of log into a web page that the server had for your log files. Or in this, the, the kind of seems to be this one is a desktop application, because with the one from Screaming Frog, you actually drag and drop your log files into the application. Yeah. So. Yeah, you'd have to download it, which is not going to be fun. But in many cases, hosting providers, unless this has changed, and I doubt it has, if they even keep logs anymore. Um, they would be recycling them daily. So you, they would never gain too much or weekly or whatever, yeah. gain too much size. So you just have to log in and download, download, download every night to get that info. Uh, if you could write that. a script that would do it automatically. You could probably write a script that would do it automatically to go to find a script that would just send you the log files before they're deleted. Oh, yeah. Some kind of cron with, job. But then we're getting a little outside of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, we're, we're, if you want to try to do that, work with your host. They'll, they'll find a way to get you those log files before they're deleted. Yeah, if, if, yeah. depending who you talk to. Some of them will be like, what? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> if your host doesn't know what log files are, change hosts quickly. Well, that's the big <laughs> thing is most of the people that deal with these hosts are dealing with big hosting companies. And they're dealing with people who are front-end basic support. And I bet you they know little or nothing about that stuff because they barely ever get asked about it. Yeah, that's a good point. I bet you I bet you GoDaddy, you probably could not get your log files from GoDaddy. And, and that's a good point because most likely you're going to have to have either a dedicated server or a virtual server to have log files specific to your domains, right? Yeah. And to get the kind of attention you'd need to have something sent to you or that information accessible. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, because I never ran log files. If you're on a shared IP and there's like 600 websites on your IP address from a, in a shared server, I'm not sure how you can even get the – I'm not even sure if log files would be available to you at that point. I don't know. Yeah, true enough. 
Well, uh, let's take a quick break and we come back. We'll talk about, uh, well, one more piece of news uh, out of the Mueller files. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. The Web Marketing Association presents Great Moments in Website History. 1994, Trey G browses with a high-speed 56K modem. 1997, Donnie W discovers scrolling. 2006, Smudges the Cat becomes an animated GIF. What is your great moment in website history? The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2016. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing. If you've got a passion for pumpkin, you've got to get to Dunkin' and pick these up. Our new pumpkin cream cold brew, smooth, bold cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam, and our delicious pumpkin spice signature latte, rich espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar, and our perfectly pumpkin donuts, munchkins treats, pumpkin muffins, and more. That's how we pump. Pumpkin at Dunkin. Pick your pumpkin at Dunkin, like our new pumpkin cream cold brew, pumpkin spice signature latte, and our perfectly pumpkin treats. America runs on Dunkin. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. So, Google's manual action penalty this weekend. <laughs> so, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, apparently we there were, talked Apparently, about- there were a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there were a lot of them. I actually remember the show a couple weeks back when we said, okay. Google's telling you this. Listen, they're going to bite you. <laughs> we gave the warning. We gave the warning. Mm-hmm. So I pray no one out yep. there listening to the show, who listened to that show, is being hurt by this. But essentially, they have uh, sent a manual action penalty out to anyone who's got paid product reviews Well, that look free, that look like they, they independently they wrote disclose. a review. Yeah, they didn't disclose it. Yes. They actually got something free. I mean, yeah, they, they received a free item or money or whatever it is to do the product review. 
So I, I don't know. Have you have you seen anyone uh, get this lately? I've, I've read about this only. I haven't luckily got no clients that need to worry about this. But yeah, no, I, I haven't. Either. I checked all of our sites. We didn't get one, but I didn't think we would. Um, no, I did see an article. I'm looking for it as we speak. Someone wrote about. Uh, it might have been on the SEM post. Let me double check. But someone had talked about how just no following those links is not going to be enough to get you out of this penalty. Yeah. So if yeah. You, yeah. I don't know. I I I, uh, I would imagine you'd have to remove them all. It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, but that's just imagine if you've been doing that for a while. <laughs> um, well, you got lots of free stuff, so quit your whining. Yeah, <laughs> but then all that content has to go away. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it was free physical stuff, not just links. But uh, you never know. Anyway, so that, that was wasn't the that, that wasn't the only penalty action that happened over the weekend either. I got it later down on the list, but I think in February we mentioned this that that there were a number of sites getting manual action notifications because of schema spam. That was due to WordPress plugins they were using. It was specifically around recipes. Well, apparently, a lot of those same notifications went out over this weekend as well to more recipe sites because of WordPress plugins. So if you've got a recipe site, be be very careful what plugins you're using, how you're using schema. In particular, the plugin that's the worst offender apparently is called Easy Recipe. So if that rings a bell, get the heck on your site and remove it. Or update it if they've been smart enough to update it. And for those of you wondering why recipes, why is it such a big deal because of recipe sites, believe it or not, I think this this was a year or so ago, and I don't, it could have changed by now, recipes were searched online more than porn. So recipes are a huge deal. It's a great niche if you can get into it as long as you don't you know, spam your schema because <laughs> there's a lot, call- a, lot of, yeah, <laughs> a lot of traffic around recipes. Well, that's why they call it food porn. There you go. Very true. There you go. <laughs> um, now, this was interesting. You, you noted this, and, and I actually haven't seen a lot of them. I don't re- remember my travel seeing many in-depth articles, but why don't you, you take this one on? Yeah, so uh, in-depth articles, if you, especially in news, all right, so in, in the news search, they, have, they, they categorize news search, but live coverage, local coverage, in-depth articles was one of the categories. Well, the... Um, Dr. Pete over at Moz tracks a lot of these different types of search results, and basically he's come out for the past four days in his tracking. There have been zero in-depth articles in all the stuff that he tracks, and usually there's a certainly a, it's a small percentage, but there is a percentage. But apparently they've gone away for you know in the last four four days. So people are talking about maybe they've gone away completely. Google has not commented. People have asked, and they haven't had any comment around this at all. But apparently, in-depth articles may be a thing of the past. And it was an interesting way to try to get into some of these search results that might be very competitive. If you can get pulled in under the in-depth article, that was a way to get seen by a lot more people in, in a content category that might be a little more competitive. Um, apparently, that might be going away. Interesting. Do you think that's going to have a big uh, impact on anyone? The, the, the where I've seen it mostly is in news, and even in news results, when you see that in the news box and it shows, it doesn't even always show in-depth articles. I'm, I've never seen. I'm going to say no. It's not going to impact a lot of people. Um, the the biggest impact will probably be felt by 
bigger publishers who had been getting some of that traffic. But but the, the average everyday e-commerce person or blogger probably isn't going to have to worry about it too much. Yeah, good. Well, that should cover most of our listeners. So, yay, you don't have to worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, this is another one you found. That I, I was quite happy to hear because, again, it's one of those things that we love to hear because it, it just solidifies what we already assumed. But Google yep. local guidelines now specifically say that sentiment actually impacts rankings in local search, which it should have been a no-brainer. I mean, if a client, if a, mm-hmm. a company has a lot of reviews and they're all bad, well, they shouldn't be showing up number one. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the quote, exactly the quote from the reviews doesn't talk about bad. It talks about good. So it says Google review oh, count and score are factored into local search rankings. So the score count and score are factored into local search rankings. More reviews and positive ratings will probably improve a business's local ranking. So it doesn't say that negative reviews will um, lower your ranking, but it does say that positive reviews ratings will probably improve your ranking. So as usual, Google's being a little bit and we're not going to tell you exactly how this works, but we can get a good idea of this. The more good rankings you ha- or ratings you have in your reviews, the better you're going to do. Great. Ah, hey, I'll, I'll take anything, any any kind of hint that we're on the right track, right? Even if it is a no-brainer. <laughs> exactly. Always exactly. appreciate it. Okay. So uh, I guess uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we've got some questions. And uh, one actually, there's one of them, and it's quite a big one. So we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. 
Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So we have a question here from Alex Ernstad. I believe that's how you say your name. I hope I didn't butcher that. Um, let's see if we can read this. It's going to be a bit unwieldy. We're going to br- break it down a bit here, I think. So let's start with the first part. It says, I've just created a content-heavy SEO uh, SEO, certain, I can't say the way he wants me to say that. It just drives me crazy. Uh, SEO optimized. No, SEO. SEO. There's, no <laughs> there's no such thing as SEO optimized. We had a big conversation about that on Facebook the other day. Sorry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I understand it's very commonly used. Got my own assist, uh, office manager here doing the same thing. So, oh dear. Anyway, I've just created a content heavy SEO'd new service page on one of my sites. I'd like to rank so- locally in my city for that service or product. If I buy some AdWords clicks for the page at launch, could that help or hinder its long-term organic growth in any way? Yeah. So we, I love tackling this one. <laughs> that's, that, that's part A of this like 17-part question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alex. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, paid rankings have zero effect on organic. It's that simple. Either Either positive more? or negative. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so... You can forget worrying about that. Yeah, it's not going to help or hinder, to use your words. There you go. So It will guess- help you, however. I will say it will help you as you're building your organic strength to drive traffic to your website. And to me, that's the perfect time to really get leverage AdWords is when you first launch a site and you're waiting for that organic you know, optimization that you've done to have an impact because that takes time. So in the meantime, do AdWords, drive traffic to your site, you know, understand what your customers are looking for, use that data from your AdWords account to really understand the terms and and phrases that are working for you and then translate that back over to your, your SEO and your organic optimization. There you go. Great. That's how, that's how it can help you, but it's not going to have a direct impact on rankings in any way. Okay, so yeah, I think you covered most of that then. He says, additionally, is there any benefit in appending the city name to the end of the URL? Or is it better to have the shortest possible URL and let Google decide if it's relevant to that location? The location isn't the main part of the URL, but some of the high-ranking competition do have it in the name, and I'm wondering if I'm missing out because of this. (laughs) Okay, so... URLs have negligible, if any, impact anymore uh, on rankings. I mean, it's. It, I think uh, Mark Taylor said you perhaps if you had it there, it might help you a tiny bit. I I don't disagree. I would just <laughs> ignore it though. <laughs> if it helps with a person I, 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 understanding the URL and thinking it's worth clicking on, then go for it. And it, reading his comment or question a little deeper, I'm not sure if because he, he says URL which could be a deep page of the site. It could be any page of the site. I think he's meaning domain. Oh, top not of domain. Not necessarily URL. Yeah. Uh, because, he, because his example is um, competitioncompanycity.com. Right. And right? then after that, he uses actual URLs. So I guess he means both. Huh. Okay. All right. So so let's, let's take them separately. The domain... So there's there's very specific pieces of the algorithm that that kind of over the years has flip flopped around about how it impacts what we call exact match domains, which means if you have specific terms in your domain that you're trying to rank for, um, and if you put a city in a domain, 
you're probably going to do a little bit better than if it's in your domain than if you don't. So, you know, especially for going after local traffic, not because the term is in your domain is specifically, but because people who are linking to your site, a lot of times will use your domain name, which then that link then contains the term, which helps build a little bit of relevancy to it, right? Which is why exact match domains work so well for so long. I still think having terms in domains help a little bit. They're not as much as they used to, but they still help somewhat. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, I agree. If if it's possible to do it without ruining the sound or look or the domain or whatever, go for it. I mean, it's it's if anything, it, it even shows your your viewers or potential traffic that this is a site that's truly dedicated to that region, and and that's got to increase their confidence of the click. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what what about adding a city name to a URL? the actual page of a site. So you have your domain slash, and his example is domain slash widget one slash city name, right? Dash, What's your thought dash. on that? Dash, yeah. sorry, dash city name. Yeah, so all one, so mycompanyname.com forward slash, let's just say city name, <laughs> one dash city name. Well, I, I like I said earlier, I, I just don't see that having any impact other than perhaps showing a user that that page is what it's about because they do see the URL in search results it might might entice them to click that's it yeah but it's 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 not really going to have any impact the name itself in the in the page URL is not really going to have any impact on rankings um, Google has told us very specifically that words keywords in URLs don't have any relevancy applied to yeah. the page there you go yeah. So I guess uh, he says here, what, the company doesn't have hundreds of products or service, maybe five. So should I add the city to the end of each product? Okay, so that's the same thing we just answered. All right. Well, I, I hope that yeah. helps you out there, Alex. Uh, yeah, good question. So, so let's let's talk about what he should do, though, right? So mm. we got to remember in local search, now it's since um, Pigeon came out, was it last year or was it 2014 now? God, it's it all blurs, man. Yeah, it's been a while. Yes, yeah, so when, when the pigeon algorithm came out, yeah, one of the things it did was kind of separated um, geo relevance from topical relevance, right? So you def- don't necessarily want your site to have a page that's dedicated to a product and a location on the same page. Um, the the better strategy these days is to create a really strong product page and a really strong location page and make let the let the search engines connect them. You don't have to connect them yourself. As long as they're on the same domain and you have really good um, product and really good location authority and relevancy, they will connect. So that way you don't have to duplicate. Like if you have five products in five cities, it's not twenty five pages, it's only ten pages. Yeah, I, I I see what you're saying, but I mean you have to be careful too. Wouldn't that that product would have to be somehow interconnected with that page so it's not connected with another page, which is another region, if, in case that product so, isn't available so, there. So, so, yeah, so internal linking has to play an impact. That's a good point. So if you have five products in five locations and product one is only sold in three of those locations, then at the bottom of page of product one, you say sold in and you link to those three location pages, right? Yeah. And vice versa, if you have a product a location that only sells two of the products, you would link we you know servicing A and B, you know from the location pages. So you have to have that interconnection on your site. And if they all service all of them, then you know you can have that that internal linking structure to your navigation that will will do that as well. Well, it's time. 
On behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google Plus. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.